My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. Wow. This is Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Apecast. Apecast is not responsible for triggering your PTSD because we are warning you right now that we might. If coarse language or base stupidity from two white guys is not your jam, look elsewhere for your workout podcast. Alright, so uh, Stephen King's got a new thing on, uh, I don't even know what it is, uh, Castle Rock. You heard about this? Oh yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it occurred to me that and I've heard, I've, I haven't seen it. I haven't, I haven't had time. But I read a lot. I read some reviews that basically say, you know, it's it's not great Stephen King. You know, in terms of adaptation, in terms of like that stuff. And I got so like the the writing isn't great Stephen King, or the adaptation isn't I, great. I don't know. Isn't a great I, adaptation. Like I, said, I, I, okay. I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Exactly. Have you read what, the source material? No. It's the thing is, it's not. It's all original stuff. It's. I don't even know if he's. I don't think he's writing it. I think it's basically. Let's, because Castle Rock and Dairy Maine are two of the, you know, like the scary places. Yeah. You know, that's where it took place. I mean, yeah. they're always referred to in a lot of his books. Right. And so they're basically saying it's this is this cursed place. And so let's explore this place. Is he attached stuff. to it? Like, is it, or is it just yeah, inspired no. by Stephen King? I don't even know that. I just know, yeah. Then he didn't it, write, there's no source material that he I wrote? Have no he, idea. That, okay. That, I just read some right. reviews, so I've got to look into it, because I love Stephen King. I right. love Stephen Yeah, you're a huge Stephen King fan. Huge sure. Stephen King fan. Yep. But it made me think about, like, that guy's, that guy's, like, almost everything he's ever written, with the exception of, like, a, a number of short stories, have been adapted, and some short stories have been adapted to film or television. Yeah. And so it got me thinking about the idea that, like, okay, so what are the best... You know what? Are, what are what are the best adaptations on film or TV of Stephen King? What are the worst, mm. and what are the difference? You know, because I think his writing is universally very good. Yeah, Dana thinks he's a little meandery. You know, but uh, I, yeah. you know, I like me. I, 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 that's, I've been reading Stephen King since I was a kid. I've read, I think I've read almost everything he's ever written, including the Stephen or the Richard Bachman stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I love Stephen King. So yeah. I love Stephen King movies, um, but sure. not all of them. So so all right. So what are your what do you think are the best? Well, I think that you know it's the like, best adaptations. Like I think that hands down, like I mean, and and I would say I put four, but I have four things that I think are his be- the best films that were adapted well, and I and I excluded The Shining because I do think that is a brilliant film, mm. but it's not really a good adaptation of the novel. Yeah, you know, because okay. it's scary as shit and really effective, and Kubrick's a fucking maniac, but it's actually not the same story. So is that is that your so your I, gauge? There is how, how close truthful. to the how, well, the how close to what, the source material it is. Well, and it's or not how, because some okay. some of my worst are very close to the source material. Okay, and they suck. So um, it's just it's like this was Stephen King, and it either it was either good or bad. Yeah, and why? Okay. You know, and it's like uh, my four best. You know, because I really thought about this and it's like yeah. I think I can't rank them in order they're all equally good I think Carrie okay. is universally one of the best adaptations of his work it's a, mm-hmm. it's almost a it's almost a perfect adaptation of that book okay 
and part of it's the casting. CeCe Spacek is brilliant. Piper Laurie is fucking hands down amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, John Travolta works in it, you know, long before he became Gotti. Um, <laughs> you know, um, so I really like Carrie. I think the Shawshank Redemption, which is actually an adaptation of a novella, like part of a novella. Rita Hayworth visits Shawshank. Rita Hayworth goes to Shawshank, whatever. No, it's Rita, Hay Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank and Redemption. And the Shawshank Redemption, yeah. It's the name okay. of the short story. Yep. It's the same, it's, it's, it's a part of different seasons. Which because is, in the in the in the novella, Rita Hayworth is the poster that he well, gets, she, and she's the poster in in the no in the, the movie, movie. It's um it's not Rita Hayworth. But the it's, first one is Rita Hayworth, and then they keep changing it because that's actually the very first right. poster is Rita yes, Hayworth. Yes, you're right. So it's yep. still Rita Hayworth. You're right. But then as time goes by, that's how they show the different. Past, right. You know, he gets Raquel Welch. Raquel, yeah, you know, that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I think that is absolutely one of the best adaptations of Stephen King it's start to finish brilliant wonderful mm -hmm. I think uh, I think the 2016 it Bill if you'll come with me you'll float too George I saw something a clown yeah I saw him too What happens when another Georgie goes missing? Or one of us? Are you just gonna pretend it isn't happening like everyone else in this town? If we stick together, we'll win. I never brilliant. saw that. I haven't Man, seen that yet. I think it's a brilliant adaptation. Um, far better than, and I, you can't, you know, you can't take anything away from Tim Curry. Tim Curry was a great Pennywise, but this fucking Pennywise, I mean, it gets right down to the just the horror, the and, creepiness of and, it. I mean, yeah. it's scary as shit, and yeah. really well made, and I think smartly done because it really is two stories: one that takes place in the '60s, one mm -hmm. that takes place in the '80s, right. and they're kids in one, you know, adults, and they have to come back. I think they're very smart in that they made just the kids version mm -hmm. and then they're coming out with the adult version because it was just so goddamn good. Yeah. Perfect adaptation of about half the novel. And then, you know, again, I don't know if this is the best, but it stands out is Misery. Yeah, the profanity bothers you. It has no nobility. These are slum kids. I was a slum kid. Everybody talks like that. They do not? What do you think I say when I go to the feed store in town? Oh, now, Wally, give me a bag of that effing pig feed and 10 pounds of that bitchly cow corn. And in the bank, do I tell Mrs. Bollinger, oh, here's one big bastard of a check. Give me some of your Christing money. There, look there. See what you made me do. James Conn and Kathy Bates. I mean, God damn it, you cannot. I mean, that, that movie is start to finish one of the creepiest goddamn, it's not supernatural at all, it's an insane fucking fan. That movie is and good. it's so goddamn good. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, and I still have, on the list, I've got tons that I really liked, you know, that, that I thought were really amazing and fun to watch and scary and really nailed it. Um, but, uh, but those are my four, like, those are the best Stephen King adaptations I can think of. So I've got, because we had chatted about this a little before, yeah, so yeah. I, I thought about it a little bit. And I, I have not read, fuck, 
I mean, I've, I've not read nearly the amount of Stephen King no, yeah. that you've read. Um, but Carrie is, like you said, yeah. incredible. Um, Pet Cemetery was a was a good movie, I thought, but I was I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't know if it holds up. I think it's pretty dated, and I don't. It might. Be, I, I didn't think about it. Is I didn't really like Pet Cemetery as a book, so okay. it's hard for. It's like the Tommyknockers. I I mm. think they did a pretty a reasonable adaptation of the TV with it. Yeah. But I don't like the book, so it's hard hard for me. He writes a lot of things like Under the Dome. Yeah. Did you ever see that series? No. You know, Under the Dome is a good book. Yeah. It's actually a really interesting... You know, my biggest criticism of Stephen King is his endings kind of suck. About right. half the time his endings are crap. I mean, like, the fact that it, that the clown turns out to be just a giant psychic spider, kind of sucks. That's kind of lame. Yeah, it's kind I don't of want a him to be a, I yeah. want him to be an evil clown. I don't want him to be a giant spider. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. He does that a lot. But anyway, yeah, yeah, so... Uh, well, so I would say, I would say so Carrie... Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. I, you like I Pet take Cemetery. It early, yeah. yeah. Um, but I need to watch it again. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Green Mile. See, Green Mile's good. Fuck. And the thing is, he uh, wrote it as a syrup. He wrote it Dickinsonian, where it uh-huh. was put out in small bites. Yeah. I still think it's one of the best. It's long and it's involved, but it's so good. Yeah. I mean, that, that movie... Ah, uh, yeah, it just... It, it's so good. It's, it's so, so, so good. Yeah. Um... And so yeah, Shawshank Redemption. And you know, here's the thing: is that all of his, like you said, like almost everything he's written has been optioned yeah, and turned into a film. In some way. I was thinking about this. I totally fucking forgot about Misery. Yeah. I forgot about The Shining. Oh wow. I, what the fuck? Like that's how. You know. It's so expansive. He, yeah. He's had so much shit. At that's incredible. Because Misery yeah. and The Shining, absolutely, yeah. those make my list. Yeah. Um, but also, and this is a sleeper hit for me. Pun not intended. Uh-huh. Sleepwalkers. Ugh. I never read it. Sleepwalkers, and I think it was like 1992 when that movie came out. Charles Brady is new in town. You could actually talk to him? Yeah, he's nice. Real nice. The girls all like him. The teachers all respect him. Your teachers in Ohio must have been sorry to lose such a creative young man. The parents all trust him. He's utterly charming. But nobody really knows him. Like his mother. You cannot be in love with this girl. She looks. You don't know me, Tanya. But I want to. Behind their smile is a secret. Hi. Come in, Tanya. I have something for you. I don't know who you are, but I know you're not who you say you are. Behind the secret is a hunger. Does it have to be her? <laughs> and behind it all is the imagination of Stephen King. Somebody help me, please! He killed one of my men. He was scared of a cat. Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. So 
I was 12 or 13 when that movie came out, and I watched it, and I loved it because the, 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 the actress in it, the main actress, is so beautiful. And to my 12, 13-year-old mind... Was that, was that mind, Probably. Or Alice Creed? Uh, do you have pictures? I do. These are them older. But yeah, Mage and Amic. Okay, Mage and Amic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh my God, she was just gorgeous. And you know, 12, 13 years old. She was also old. in Twin Peaks and I, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. I, I'm 12, 13 years old. I know nothing but pretty girls, eh, hormones, and what boners. What she been in? I'm looking at, I'm looking at Mage and at, uh, Amic. Yeah. I watched stuff. that movie so many times. She's been a lot of shit, my friends. too. Yeah. And it was 1992. Yeah. Um, wow, she'd been in a lot of rotten movies. Oh, she was just... And there was this thing she kept doing in it. She kept, like, biting her lower lip. She was just so sultry to my 12, 13... Like, I, I, I should go back and watch it now and be like, this is... Yeah, okay. But she still might do it for me. I mean, partly because talk of about her. a B-list or D-list celebrity. She's yeah. just been in... I'm looking at this list, and I don't yeah. recognize almost any of these scenes of the crime... Unanswered prayers. Don't tell her it's me. Um, Sound like lifetime American movies. Sex scandal. Yeah. Lies and deception. The rats. I haven't heard any of these movies. Lifetime. All I, lifetime movies. You know, bet. other than Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks, Fire Walk with Me, and Sleepwalkers. She's on Riverdale apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. But yeah, yeah, she. Oh man, she did it for me. God yeah. damn that. She knocked you out. That movie though, it was. Ooh, for, for her alone. Yeah. Oh. That's why I love the. Uh, oh. That's why I love the Zeffirelli uh, Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Olivia Hussey as yeah. Juliet. Sure. Jesus Christ, I had a boner for her for most of my youth. Yeah. A pretty woman can make a good movie to a teenage boy. Oh, to a teenage boy, that's the deal. Yeah. You know, that's you know, summer forty-two. Right. Fuck a. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And they wonder why we're toxic. Right. And we're horned. It's dogs. Stephen King's fault. It's all Stephen King's. Or fault. whoever was casting for his yeah, movies. Yeah. 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 Probably a woman, because most casting directors are women, I think. That's true. All right. Yeah. So those, I mean, I, I will not, I will never say Sleepwalkers is on my best, but I understand the nostalgia of your young bone. Yeah. I mean, whew. God, I can still feel it in my pants right now. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty serious. Mm. I'm trying to think if there's a single, Man. single like, movie actress in a, in a single movie that made me have, like, that kind of, like long-lived bone not even really hesse because i really liked her then but i've not been it's not like i still think about it oh like, I, I think about her boner i don't know her I'm, name I'm i don't trying, care i'm just trying to think of it if there's she is bone. yeah i'm gonna say it. she is an object to me yeah so i can't think of anybody there's gotta be one i kind of had the hots for jennifer love is it jennifer love hewitt mm, sure yeah, yeah i had the hots for her for, during the the what the fuck were those things called? Like, I know what you uh, did I know last you did last summer. summer, yeah. I thought she yeah. was just hot as shit. Well, and she was. For some reason, she just got to me. Yeah. No, Jennifer Love Hewitt, yeah. Yeah, smoking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then she started doing so what are the, shit. So what are the worst ones? Right, what are the worst, worst Stephen King's? The worst, and, and... Adaptations. Three of the worst just pissed me off. I mean, they were so bad. <laughs> like, they they just weren't just bad, angry. but they angry. Yeah, okay. Well, because I'm such a big fan, and I, <laughs> sure, you know, yeah. they just pissed me off. Yeah. Um, so three of them pissed me off. Two of them are Stephen King's fault. Okay. Um, and one of them I can't be mad at, but it's the worst Stephen King adaptation, in my opinion, of all time. Okay. Um, Piss me off, Dark Tower. Matthew Mahatma yeah. and, and Idris Elba. That, that was such shit. It was so... 
because it wasn't even an adaptation. They said, we're going to take the characters, we're going to take the name, we're going to take the uh -huh. world, and then we're going to write, ignore everything Stephen King wrote because it's too complicated. Right. And we're not going to, fuck you. But was That's it a good a movie standalone? No, it was okay. a piece of shit. So both. It was terrible. The adaptation was shit, and the, the movie as a standalone was shit. The movie itself was just a turd. Okay. And it just really, it really infuriated me because I was that was one I was really looking forward to because yeah. I loved the Dark Tower series. Yeah. And yeah. I would love to see the series made into sort of like, you know, a Harry Potter, like, mm -hmm. let's do a different... Yeah. Nope, never going to happen because they, they fucking they botched it. They screwed the it. pooch on that one, yeah. They botched it day one. They screwed the dead pooch from Pet Cemetery. They dug it up and they, they did fucked and that fuck dead it, dog. Yeah. With a bad, you know, Macon Emic boner. Yeah. All right. Um, second one. Um, and this was his fault. Still bad. Still maybe mess. Cujo. <laughs> I forgot about Cujo. I mean, Cujo sucked. I mean, you know, I mean, Cujo Stone and the yeah. dog. And, it, and the reason it's bad, it's bad on the same level as Christine. Yeah, I was like, just oh, gonna say, and Christine's right up there with yeah. an evil car. It's like, ah, you're pushing, dude. Yeah, that's his fault because those yeah. kind of suck. Those are yeah. I still like reading Cujo, but but then you pull yourself away. Did you really just write a story about a dog and rabies? Yeah, that's not that fucking scary. No, it's like what the fuck? It's unfortunate. Yes, it's not it is scary. A, it's an unfortunate situation. Yeah, but it's not a big. That's not great. And horror. and solvable. You really solvable. Yeah, with like a gun. Yeah. Um, and then Dreamcatcher, <laughs> which yeah. is just suck. Okay. It's just yeah. a bad movie. It's a good adaptation of this book. It's just not a good book, and it's not a good movie. Not a good movie. And then the worst, and I mean the worst Stephen King adaptation, is all his fault. It's every inch his fault. Okay. It's based on a short story he wrote. He wrote the screenplay. He directed the film. Hmm. Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, nope. Hi. My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. Wow. What in the dickens is going on around here? A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories. And I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. Who was driving it? I don't know. Curtis! It's coming after us! It was my first picture as a director. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right. You want a war? You got one. <laughs> I just want to get the hell out of here. So come and spend some time with me and my friends at the Dixie Boy. <laughs> spend some time in the dark. Please don't let me in the dark. Help me. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. That's a promise. You're going to get us in an awful lot of trouble, man. We already in trouble. Maximum terror. Ah! Jesus coming and he is. Maximum king. Maybe tomorrow will be our world again. Dino De Laurentiis presents Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Delio Estevez, Car 
cars that take over the world, set in a diner in South Texas, and the the evil fucking the evil truck has a big uh, green goblin on its front. It's the stupidest piece of shit. Bad acting. I mean, bad acting. Didn't Spielberg do that, but better with Duel? Well, there was... Yeah. Sort, I mean, sort of. Well, there was yeah. a guy in the truck in Duel. You never saw him, though. You never saw him, but you knew there was a guy. Now, these are just trucks yeah. that like sent, get sentient, and they're going to kill like you. It's like one-third of Transformers. Well, they're going to kill you. Yeah, it's like Transformers, except they kill you if you don't fucking gas them up. He I found mean, a way to make the Transformers movies worse before they were Transformers. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, <laughs> it's, it is the single... And, yeah. and the thing about it is, even in my love for Stephen King... It's so bad, I can't even watch it as like a, you know, like a, a bad Guilty pleasure, party. like, yeah. Yeah, sure. just, it just sucks. Yeah. It's just like, and he's embarrassed by it. He should be. Should, yeah. You know, that's yeah. why he never directed another one, ever. Yeah, that's one of those things where you just like, he's he's the golden, everything, he's Midas. Exactly, he can do anything. He's not and then, Midas. No, he's yeah. really not Midas. He's just a really good yeah. Pulp Fiction writer. But you stick to writing, Christ. buddy. Yeah. You, yeah, you want to write the thing, but yeah. don't direct and you know, casting Emilio Estevez is just always a mistake. I mean, yeah, that's he's even bad in San Elmo's Fire, and that's like a pop culture staple. See, so that's I, I have a weird feeling about. Well, and you're right. Yeah. So Emilio Estevez in. Let's take a minute to talk about Emilio Estevez oh, yeah. for We're a second. Deviate, so, you know, so maximum overdrive leads to Emilio Estevez. Uh, Breakfast Club, Emilio Estevez. Good, not good. Terrible. The movie or just Emilio. The movie's awesome. He sucks. See, I think... I don't know that he sucks. He is the least believable jock wrestler character. He could pop... He doesn't look it. He doesn't speak it. And and him telling the story about taping the kid's butt, it is the least believable monologue in the entire goddamn movie. He stands out as a horrifyingly bad actor. Okay. In a movie with four other... Five other... Six other really good actors. Okay. Really good actors. So I and I would say I He sucks. He is terrible. definitely the weakest link of that. He's he is, not even yeah. good in the Mighty Ducks. And I was gonna say so Mighty Ducks, not good in the Mighty Ducks. He's terrible. I mean the Mighty Ducks is kind of a lame movie anyway. I yeah. thought that even as a kid, because that came movie, out when I was like it was yeah. for me, and yeah. I was like, eh, I don't fucking care. The only care. movie Emilio Estevez was ever any good at. Men at work. I wasn't gonna say men at work. I'll say men at work. I was gonna say stakeout. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stakeout's good. Richard Dreyfuss, that's a pretty Stakeout fun, is good. You know, in the age of me too, we can watch it and enjoy it. But, yeah. um, you know, that's a fun movie. And he's pretty, he plays sort of the comic foil to Richard Dreyfuss, uh-huh. who's playing sort of a comic version of Richard Dreyfuss. It's actually yeah. not a bad movie. No, yeah, yeah, Stakeout is good. Wasn't there a second Stakeout? Yeah, there was a Stakeout Stakeout 2. I don't want to talk about Stakeout 2. Stakeout was the good yeah. one. Stakeout 2 was the what the fuck are we doing with the sequel shit. Jeez. That was when that was the 80s. Well, Everything had to have a sequel. Desperately to do Lethal Weapon shit. Yeah. Where Lethal Weapon could just go on forever and ever based on the mm, charm. Yeah, it but got three worse. and four kind of sucked it. Well, three was three kind was of okay. okay. Four got four was yeah. kind of a turd. Was th- which one did they bring in Chris Rock? Because I love Chris Rock, but that's Chris Rock came in four. Yeah. What was three? Because two was Pesci. Three, three was uh, three was more Pesci. Three was more Pesci, and uh, what's Renee Renee Russo is his yeah. wife getting pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. yeah, not great. Two is awesome because it's the South African the Kefas, the yeah. Kefas. Yeah, I mean that. that but they, but but you're, but you're the, black. The, the black, the black. <laughs> but you're black. Yes, diplomatic immunity. Speaking of, yeah, diplomat just been revoked. 
fucking great movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. And speaking of actresses that came and went, yeah, that gave me boners as a kid. Yeah, the 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 blonde. South African woman in that that was like Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was who, she, and she they drowned and they, her in the and end. She had some serious, she was insane. Hot. She had ridiculous tits. Yes, like stand up and, and salute those tits. Yes, were, yeah, that was yeah. like crazy. How yeah, no, I, I I get that. Yeah, that's almost a speaking make America up, tit again. Yeah, because speaking of, did you did you recently read uh, 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 what's her name uh, Evangeline? Uh, she's an Ant Man. She was in Lost. Oh, Lily. Yeah, Angelina mm-hmm. Lily. Yep, yep. Just uh, just went on the Lost Boys, which is like this uh, whole podcast about Lost, mm-hmm. and basically said she hated her character and was really uncomfortable because they they kind of coerced her into filming nude ones. Interesting. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So, so can we get, so can we, we stop? Do we have to stop talking about Lost now? Because I never no. saw it, and fuck it, let's just... No, no, I liked Lost, Lost uh, until the ending. I didn't care for the ending. Um, I understood it, but I didn't really care for it. Yeah. Um, although I think Lindelof did a much, 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 much better job of mining the same sort of territory with uh, uh, The Leftovers. Okay. Which is HBO. If you haven't yeah. seen that, you yep. should watch it. It's yep. really good. It's really good. So I think my, my worst Stephen King adaptation... Yeah, what's the worst? Thinner. That's pretty sucky. That's was, a Richard Bachman film. King didn't write. No, see, King wrote a series of books: The Running Man, yeah. The Longest Mile, you know, Thinner, and a number of them. As Richard Bachman, because he hit a point where he realized he could write, you know, a cereal box, and he would get it published, and everybody loved yeah. it. So he he wrote under a pseudonym of Richard Bachman just for to a try while. Just shit to publish just, his crap, just to see yeah. if uh, if people would still buy it. And Wait, they the did. Running Man with Schwarzenegger was that. That was written by Richard Bachman, which was Stephen King. Because that's a good movie. It's not a bad movie. In the 80s. In the 80s. I mean, it's very, it feels very If you have to contextualize it, it yeah. reminds me, the problem I have with Running Man, the movie, is it looks and feels like a precursor to Joel Schumacher's Batman movies, which are suck and bullshit. That's a really good point. Yeah, and that's not Schwarzenegger's fault. Which it's not his yeah. fault. It's the costuming. Well, but it was the it was costuming. It's the but I think that was the point. That was it was very eighties. You know, even in like if you go meta on it, like the, the Running Man show because it was a TV show, it was a game yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game show, was, even though it took place in the future, was a very eighties future show. Richard Dawson was the fucking host. Exactly. You know, that was like yeah. his. That was his Andy Griffith and yes. uh, Alan Alda moment, where I'm going to play this shitty. Except yes. Andy Griffith got to be facing the crowd, which is a brilliant movie. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Alan Alda got to play a character in Crimes and Misdemeanors, mm-hmm. and that was a brilliant movie. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So anyway, thinner sucks. Shit. Thinner sucks. Um. I know you're going to disagree with me here. 11-22-63. Talk about the one with James Franco? Yeah. I really liked it. I liked it because it's Kennedy stuff and yeah. it's, and time travel and I love time travel and I love the Kennedy, you know, mm-hmm, the Kennedy mm-hmm. thing. But James Franco, and I think James Franco was good. He was serviceable in that role. But James Franco drives me fucking crazy. See, that's the thing. You can't base it on that. That's like saying, <sighs> that's like saying you like sleepwalkers because of the hot chick. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Because I'm saying, 11-22-63, this, and this is the thing, I understand because James Franco doesn't always nail me either. He's a hit or miss for me. Um, um, and he was not really a big hit, but I think he was balanced 
he was not as James Franco. Yeah, he wasn't James as, Franco. He wasn't Super Franco. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't Super Franco. He, he wasn't was the, the, the Wizard of or whatever the the Great and Powerful Oz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, yeah, he yeah. was he was very restrained, almost yeah. almost none there, but yeah. but that was okay because his character was sort of like a blank slate anyway. Right, and he was supported by. Chris Cooper. Yes. And then I don't remember the name of the actress that she played was great. Woman, but she was she was phenomenal. amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah, she was amazing. Um, you had oh I can't remember his name, but I love him. He was in uh, Justified. Um, the thing I'm embarrassed about is I actually met this guy. Um, the guy that played uh, his boss at the school, the principal. Yes. That you know. Yes. Yeah, he's great. He's so fucking yes. good. Yes. What in is his name? He Fuck. does in everything he does. He's amazing. Uh, he, I, he needs more work. I'm gonna no. He's in, in fucking everything. Well, but I mean, he needs more. I just I don't know. I mean, I I just want him to be everywhere that without thinking about it. I want him Nick to be Cersei. Nick, Nick Cersei. Cersei. Yes, I love he's Nick amazing. Cersei. Yes, and he's just so. Yes. he's just. I just love that yeah. guy. And I met him when I was working extra work for okay. Chicago Med. Yeah, and he was super nice. Okay. Yeah, he was super nice. I, that, you know? that makes and me feel good because I want him to be super yeah, nice. He was super super great. Cool yeah, and cool with the actors. All right, so let me do this then. So, Even though so I put like Sleepwalkers up there because of the one actress, fine. and I put Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three because of Franco because of the one actor, let me scratch Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three off the worst, All and right. let me just throw Christine and Cujo in there because fuck them. Because fuck them, they're terrible. Here's Keith my Gordon in Christine is one of the worst performances of almost any everything actor. about it. He's that that is a performance that is what. I, I, I shall say it. Uh-huh. Emilio Estevez worthy. <laughs> it's that bad. Should, should have been Estevez. It's that bad. Yeah. It would have been better with Estevez even? No. Okay. But nothing, it would have been equal to... Nothing would be better with Estevez. So than no that. Young Guns? Oh, fuck. No, young Guns? They suck. Those are... Those what? are shit Turds. movies. Yeah. God, that was like... Oh, shit we, movies. We did the Lost Boys. Let's see if we can put these things... Like the fucking Three Muscatels. With the fucking... Uh, Muscatels? The yeah. Musketeers? I don't call it the Miss Musketeers. They don't the deserve three, it. Yeah. Because the Three Musketeers has Richard Chamberlain right. and Michael York <laughs> and motherfucking... Uh, right. yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's the Three Musketeers yeah. with Raquel Welch. Yeah. Not the fucking Three Not Musketeers Charlie Sheen and Charlie Sheen and, and Emilio Estevez and, and, and Orlando fucking, Bloom and... and... No, it wasn't Orlando Bloom. It wasn't was, it? No, it was, uh, it was uh, Jack Bauer, um, Keeper Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, fuck. That's right. No, wasn't Orlando Bloom the fourth? Orlando Bloom wasn't even around then. I don't know. I I think Orlando Bloom was in The Three Musketeers. Maybe it was another version of it, but there's no... Or some other, like, you know, pasty, white, fucking boring, sort of handsome actor. Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. Let's look at the movies. Movies, movies, movies. Uh, I want movies. Movies. Hold on. Oh, there's one in 1993 and 1973. Okay. 93 is the one. So 93 yeah. is what we're talking about. Um, all right. Oh, fuck. It had in its cast Charlie Sheen. Yep. Kiefer Sutherland. Uh-huh. Chris O'Donnell. That's it. Chris, uh, okay, yeah, so okay. really. And Oliver, Chris O'Donnell, Orlando Bloom. And was... Oliver Platt, who actually is a much better actor yeah. now than he ever was then. But basically it was like, hey... God damn it, Flatliners was so good and The Lost Boys was awesome. Let's find something else for these fucking yeah. idiots that can't act yeah. in. Kiefer Sutherland couldn't act then, but he got better. Marginally. I've always loved Oliver Platt. I love Oliver Platt. I've Oliver always Platt loved him, in A Time to Kill. But he got so much, but that's it. He yeah. got better once he yeah. got big and fat. And you know, then I speak from experience, <laughs> Oliver Platt is like 19 feet tall. That motherfucker's a is he giant. Really? He's 
huge. I never would have got. He I mean, is. I mean, yeah. he's got to be six seven. He's huh. fucking gigantic. Huh. He's a giant man. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. In fact, when uh, I, I met him the first time, I met him was I was house manager for Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, and he would gotten comps in the front row seats, and he didn't want to sit in the front row because he knew nobody would yeah. see past that fucking giant melon in the head. Goddamn, floating six feet above everybody. So he's else. a good dude. He's a thoughtful, oh, like humanistic said, dude. He's yeah, a right super. On. I think he's a great actor, and I think he is an absolutely super human being. So, so my 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 last worst of right, the Stephen King adaptations is. Um, Although it's my number one of the best, <laughs> it's, it's Sleepwalkers, man. Yeah, because that movie is fucking it's a horrible. Turd. It's a turd, man. The the it, yeah, it's just it's a no turd. No chick can save that. She almost does. For it's you. like it's like she goes in like it's a drowning. It's a drown. It's she's a lifeguard, right? Yeah. And the movie's drowning in the deep end of the of the municipal pool, and she goes in. And she gets the body up from the bottom of the, you know, the 15-foot deep end. And she pulls him up, up onto the thing. And she's giving him CPR. And she's doing everything right. And she's a fucking hero, man. But that motherfucker's already dead. I'm looking at That's still to it. this. This is a terrible movie. Yeah. I, Jesus Christ, I remember They tried movie. hard, though. Like, the special effects, they tried really hard. So I give them an A for their effort. But it does not hold up. Look at that fucking makeup job. Think about it in 1993. Well, I don't have to Wasn't that it. bad in '93? Just it does not hold it's up. But bad. as a movie, but you realize they even have a in collector's edition, you could buy a collector's what? edition. I think I'm gonna buy you a collector's edition. Oh my of god! Sleepwalkers. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing this week, it's a it's a do slash plea. Okay. Help me stop biting my nails. Mm. God damn it, it's a it's such a hard habit to kill and I've been trying for years and I just uh I think I get ahead of it. Why and is I it a don't, problem? I don't know, I just can't. Like I get bored and I do it and I don't what even I'm saying, why realize is it. why is biting your nails a bad thing? Oh, because it's it's kinda gross and your fingers look kinda gross and you can get infected and you end up like picking at them and like cutting them, you know, biting them down to the quick and you can get infected cuticles and it's just Have you ever gotten infected cuticles? It's been a long time since I've had infected cuticles. So so it's really not a big problem. It, it remains a big problem, not so much for the health, my health now, like my cuticle health, sure. but it drives my wife crazy. Okay, so it just so that's really what we're talking about. Yeah. So this isn't your problem. This is her problem. It's become mostly her problem. Yeah. It remains a little bit my it's problem. It's not your problem. I just want to stop. Okay, if you want to stop, that's yeah. fine. But you know, it's like, come on, it's not that big a deal. Help me make my wife happy. It's really what this. really what this should about. be. Yeah, right, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Mine is a watch. Um, it's on Netflix. It's a documentary. It's called Get Me Roger Stone. Mm. Documentary exploring the life and career of notorious Republican, dirty trickster, and longtime Trump advisor Roger Stone, who helped create the real estate mogul's political career. Some of the quotes that are, I think, are very interesting. <laughs> Roger Stone, he said, Hate is a stronger motivator than love. I would agree with that. I mean, well, I, 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 I disagree, but I wanted, maybe I'm just being optimistic. And one of my favorites is, uh, the interview says, what message would you have for the viewers of this film who will loathe you when the credits roll? And Roger Stone's reply was, I revel in your hatred because if I weren't affected, you wouldn't hate me. Yeah. You gotta watch it. If you want to He's an evil genius. Trump, then you gotta watch this documentary. And Get even, me Roger Stone. Here's the other thing. The dude, and I don't think I'm giving anything away here, yeah. but the dude's got a tattoo. Yeah. Of Nixon's face yes, on his back, yeah. not like a cute thing like on no. his shoulder blade. It's it's like the ben it's Affleck, his back. It's like the Ben Affleck 
phoenix thing. Yeah. Just obnoxious. It's this close to being a cake. But I really don't think <laughs> Roger Stone does a lot of beach going. No. So I'm not but, sure it's a big deal. But still. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's commitment. Yeah, so, all the way. Yeah. Um, all right, so my next one is a listen. Uh, listen to uh, the band Jawbreakers, uh, their, mm. their third album, 24-Hour Revenge Therapy. They broke up in 95, maybe it's 96. Um, they got back together for Riot Fest last year, and they're touring again. They're possibly working on new music. They're my favorite band. Okay. I bought tickets to their show. I, I'd never seen them. They oh, broke wow. up before I could get a chance you to see them. them, but you never saw them. And I bought tickets for the November 4th show, and it's, an, it's a great band. So this is an right. awesome album to get into. 24-Hour Revenge Therapy by Jawbreaker. Far out. All right, mine is a listen. It's a podcast, and it's a new podcast I just started listening to, and I think it's funny as fucking shit. It's really interesting. I love it. It's very pop culture. It's called Films to be Buried With, <laughs> with Brett Goldstein. Basically, he gets uh, like a, a comedian. It's usually a celebrity, somebody you've heard of. Yeah. And they, the, the, the game is they've died. And before they're buried, each guest gets to select a number of films that they'd like to take with them in the coffin. And the films they choose are, are really funny mm-hmm. and, and ridiculously surprising. I mean, just... Hmm. Like, okay. Yeah, like stuff you just would not think of that these guys or women fucking love and they want to have in the grave that's beyond. interesting yeah yeah so it's, it's actually a really it's very podcast. egyptian of them like ancient yeah, egypt yeah, egyptian yeah very okay. funny podcast uh so my third one is a watch uh, for crying out loud watch watch sleepwalkers oh man watch it alone with a roll of toilet paper nearby because you're gonna want to jerk it okay all right you know and the, the, i feel now i feel silly with my third thing because my third thing is a read <laughs> of course um, written in 19, <laughs> Read Penthouse Forum. <laughs> it was written in 1985. It's sort of a prophecy of the 21st century. It's by Neil Postman. It's called Amusing Ourselves to Death, Public Discourse in the Age of Show Business. Mm-hmm. And it basically, he lines up what happens when politics, journalism, education, and religion become subject to the demands of entertainment. And without knowing about the corrosive effects of the coming internet, this motherfucker's like Nostradamus. I mean, it's really... It's worth reading, even though it's, I mean, you could, you could argue that it's antiquated because it only focuses on television and radio because there was no internet at the time. But everything he writes basically portends the coming of Facebook. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. So yeah. it's called Amusing Ourselves to Death, Public Discourse in the Age of Show Business. And that's a show I hope that we have amused you not to death, but at least amused you. Enough. Yeah, enough. There you go. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. 